Je luistert nu naar de Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf and Steven. You London boys are crazy. Steve, rewind. Take, take two, take two. Hey, camera struggling. two. Camera two, we on. All right, cool. Yeah, we are. All right. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners living and now working in Amsterdam, sharing and bringing you inspiring stories of their own while sharing stories of others. And in the Zoom Zoom room, yes, Metro sir. Zooming. Zoom, zoom room. Metro I got zoom. the man them. I got the yeah, man yeah. them. We here, we live. On, them. I got Yafri Downs, Lockdown Downs. <laughs> I got I got Kieran Kenlock, Beats by K. Stop it. And I got... Then to complete the trio, I've got Beanie Man, aka Kwame Wilson, in the building, fam, live and direct. And we are joined today. And we are joined today by a very, very, very special guest, yeah. an out of homie, someone that's been there from day one, a creative, a creator, doing major things in Amsterdam. With another culture, we have the lovely Tweena with us today. Tweena, how are you doing? Yes, yes, yes. It's so funny because I've I've listened to all the other out of home uh, podcasts, all the same. It's like, right, how am I gonna start? How am I gonna? Oh man, yo guys, I'm super happy, super, super, super honored to be in this podcast. Thank you. Oh, for way around. Way around. Yeah. Happy to have you. Sure. It's so dope that you said that as well, especially as someone that's listened to like all the all the other episodes and just thought, right, what would I do if mm. I was one there? It's so funny. Do you remember that the, the show um, with the two brothers from New York? What was mm. that called again? It's the real. Yeah. They yeah, always yeah. get yeah. their intros. They always get someone else to do like something else as well. And mm. like, yeah, yeah, they do. They would, do. They do. I, like, I wonder what I would say, like AKA. <laughs> so that's probably what you were going through as well. Too. That's quite sick. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> I was like, shit. All right. They they invited me. All right. How am I gonna start? I was already. <laughs> so what, what, what? So what did you? Yeah. What did you? What did you have in mind then? What was you gonna say? Because then, for example, like um, I know you guys. I've I've seen you guys before, but I don't really know know you guys. Mm. that yeah, yeah. well and for example like probably some other people you already invited you knew better and they were like more I don't know you know if you if you see your friends you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like yo man and there's like this 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 type of way you, you say hi to each other I was like right I don't want to seem awkward so so <laughs> nah, never. Nah, but you never, know what never. I kind of I kind of actually preferred what you said because now we like now we're not going to take anything for granted like we're actually going to deep dive into who you are as a person exactly like not leave any stones uncovered because like you said with some of the people that we've known really really well maybe we might have like skipped over some of their stories or that's true. you know so it's even better for us actually I find yeah that's true that's true and then uh, to kick it off, we do want to get to know your story a little bit better. So do you mind like just telling us a little bit uh, like about you, like uh, where you were born, um, growing up and how you were and then how you've landed in kind of like the role and become the person you are today. So just a little bit of like from the top life Trina, experiences. Trina, before, before yeah. you even get into oh. that... I forgot, I forgot. See what happens when I pass the, the number one mic to, to, people, to showbiz Steve. 
This is what happens, man. We, we do this thing, and I'm sure you know, uh, right? Because you listen to the show called What Made You Smile This Week. And we would love to know yes. what made you smile this week. Oh, shit. <laughs> I have to think of my bed today. Yeah, you should have thought about it. Right. Mm. Oh no. What I can go in the meantime. Yeah, we, we can go and then you can think about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, for you go through. You go through. Yeah, man. Uh, for me, I think the thing that made me smile the most is uh, we recorded. Um, we did another similar session to this, um, Tina, and it was, for me, it was just like someone that I've grown up um, admiring and like respecting. And the fact that we got to, you know, do a session with, with, with someone like that was, for me, just sick because I think it kind of just shows the validation of this platform and what we're doing and where we're trying to take it. And that was like the little thing that made me smile, but the thing that made me extra smile with the sauce on top was the fact that that person was so appreciative of the of the platform, was like yeah. given so much energy. Um, we vibed afterwards, listening to music and all that on Zoom, in the Zoom, Zoom room. <laughs> and for me, it just kind of showed, yeah, like we're doing things in the right way, man. And yeah. for me, it was just like a bit of a, thinking back on it retrospectively, I was like, wow, like I used to watch this person play football on my TV screen, like in World Cups. And now we're having just a, a, a genuine, honest conversation on the same level. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So, yeah. For that's me, sorry if I stole anyone's answer, but that's what made me smile. Nah, who wants to go next? No, I can go. I got an easy one. Simple, simple one. So I looked in the mirror the other day and... Um... <laughs> <laughs> so profound, bro. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> deep then, inside uh... of me. <laughs> and then the, due, due to lockdown and everything... Um... <laughs> Man's, man's beard's finally connected. Like, I feel like summer in like Shenron. Let me see, bro. Like, Let me see. Um, can it can it get the lights in here, fam? Everything connected where, bro? Everything connected, man. Trust we're me. Gonna need, we're gonna need real evidence over Zoom. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send this still. The Wi-Fi's like, a bit yeah. patchy. Jeez, it's shy shots, yeah. <laughs> I said the Wi-Fi. I said the Wi-Fi. I said the Wi-Fi. But, <laughs> trust, trust me. Everything's connected. Everything's looking smooth. Um, and we move, as they say. I'm not quite on Yaft levels yet, but um, by January, by January, progress soon come. By January, you wanna have so a that, beard like mine? Yeah, yeah, no, a little bit less, but like uh, along, along those lines, yeah. All right, say no more. Say no more. <laughs> yeah. So that made me um, smile. Um, I'll go next. Definitely, the conversation that we had with um, said footballer um, made me smile but after that call I spoke to my mum and my auntie for like three, four hours and it was wow. just so sick to just like catch up with them catch banter uh, yeah it was just dope and that's what made me smile man because I haven't really seen them for a long time mm. haven't connected mm. haven't spoken yeah man so like just to speak to them and know that they're okay know that everything's alright and like they're, and they're they're happy for me too. So yeah, that's, that's, that's for it. the aunties, man. Mm, for real. Quemo. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I'm still here. For me, uh, I, I, I don't talk about it often. I'm trying to speak, bro. Yeah, can you? Um, can you? Something fam? that I'm part of. Or I 
Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, can I don't hear. think he's speaking, bro. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know why he said that, because I didn't ask if you if you could. Anyway. Um, yeah. The Collective is something I set up, which is basically about connecting underrepresented youth to creative opportunities in Amsterdam and elsewhere. And it's taken shape nicely. I had some productive meetings. It's going really well. And it's just, um, yeah, it's just positive that some, an idea I had with some core members. Shout out to Jai, everyone, Yulia, Jesse, Rob, Ayar, Tariq. I'm missing someone, but I'll, I'll remember them. Um, yeah, they've helped bring it to life and just taking shape and we're mixing with different people. And yeah, we're going to have our first online workshop. So if you're listening, if, 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 so yeah, we're trying to be, be proactive and react with the times, isn't it? So shout out to everyone that's on board. Big shout out to you as yeah. well, Kwame, TDC. Dope. That's a lot of work leaving. Thank you. TDC to the world. Mm. Yo, and, uh, yes, yes, take it away. Me? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. What made me smile this week? Well, actually, the person who makes me smile every week is Aki, who was in the podcast before. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Aki. I think he makes everyone smile. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Shout out to Facts. Him. And I think, maybe this is very basic, but I think we made some clients happy this week. That's good. Hey. Yeah. That's good, man. So I think, I think that that's what made me smile. For awesome. now. Hey, happy clients, happy bank account, man. You know what, yeah, what I'm saying? saying. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything that no. you guys did particularly to make to make them happy? Was it good work? Was it yeah, like yeah, execution? Good work. Um, because because this week was kind of a, a week of finalizing everything. Okay. And yeah, good feedback. That's what made me smile. How have you found out like just operating, doing your thing and kind of still trying to execute dope work, which will obviously, we'll go into who you are and what you do, but like just as a general question, how have you found operating during this strange year and like with all these restrictions and stuff? Well, obviously it's challenging, but um, we we kind of had a quite a good year, to be honest. Um, oh. And it's, 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 Sometimes I kind of forget that Corona is still there, to be honest. Yeah. And of course, you have to do all these restrictions and stuff and face masks and blah, blah, blah. But still, it's it's the, the shoot days aren't really different. It's just um, the pre-production is quite different because you have to think about more stuff. Do you shoot, do you shoot remotely? Because I know um, a few of the guys that I work with and the, the places that they've been working on as well, They've had to shoot from home and have a, like a, a yeah. team on the ground that are doing oh, that. Yeah. Have you done that as well? No, we didn't. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. No, not really. Because mm. otherwise, yes. yeah, no, no, we didn't. No. Okay, cool. But even that dynamic is crazy though. Like, I can't even imagine doing a, rem- a remote shoot. I, I remember know, talking to Abdu and Akwesi and they were saying that they had to do a remote shoot and everyone was in LA. Yeah. Obviously, they were in yeah. London. Yeah. Someone was telling me something about like someone had like a drone that was being flown in London but being operated from like LA. What? Bruv. Bruv. Or like something like flown in London, operated somewhere else, getting direction from somewhere else. Mad. What? Hey, this is quite a a, a cool idea. Yeah. It actually is. That's real out of home business, boy. (laughs) Trust me. Trust me. (laughs) That's international, fam. (laughs) <laughs> the, the level of com- 
communication that requires and it's like mad. alignment is just like and even the time zones as well just to bring that all together right mm. do you guys think that's the new way of working um it will be for a while and mm. i think where where people can to like cut costs and stuff they might do that as well do you know what i mean because you save a lot mm. of money flying business class around the world so mm. i mean yeah. t what do you reckon with the drones and stuff, yeah, um, robots. I think, or, that's... or just working remotely. Uh, well, I think I, th- yeah, it's it's not what I would love. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I would like that though. Mm, of course, because also it, it, are... it's less um, efficient. Also, yeah. really, I feel like. You mean with yeah, the drones, see. right? Like, like specifically the drones. I think I feel like, yeah, maybe in the future, if 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 the if the tech if tech is is very high, yeah, the capability, then probably yeah, it will yeah. be efficient. But right now, it's gonna be difficult, I believe. Gonna have yeah, fully equipped those... drone pilots in the future, bro. Yeah, and then maybe you're gonna oh, maybe there's a bird or something, and then it flies. <laughs> the future you heard it here first <laughs> but also like for the way that you you work with like another culture as well like you guys really try to get a connection with the people um you're working with so obviously like have doing that remotely is a bit of a challenge because if you want to try and represent the culture i feel like you guys particularly the way you work is like you prefer to be hands-on meeting the people and like living that moment with them yeah, exactly. I also think our our strength is the vibe we're giving to the people we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very important for us as well. And that's where we um where we get the, the joy from from being together as well. So yeah. that's kind of what makes us strong as a team. And yeah, I think that's why that's why, you know, if you have to work from home and and you know, give people directions from home. It wouldn't give the same energy vibe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, you make you make you make you make the the stuff that you have to make, and and it's still gonna gonna work out. But it's gonna be less fun. It's, mm. it's less fun. And, and also, and you... like during during the first three months of uh of corona i was at home quite a lot because because you know in the beginning everyone was very scared everyone was scared as fuck yeah (laughs) yeah so everyone really stayed at home and then i i i don't know i i really can't stay at home and be with myself i I find it quite difficult i just need to go somewhere i just need to see the other guys as well and be together yeah, and have you have you always been like that? So I'm gonna to touch on it, but like, how, can you just tell us a little bit about your story, like where you yeah. grew up, and and then how you've been? Because um, I think that will give us a great indication as to like the way you operate, and then ending with how you got into involved with another culture. Yeah, well, it's quite funny because I wasn't always like this. Because um, mm. my uh, where I grew up in, my parents and stuff, they didn't really allow me to have too much freedom. Um, so I was born in Friesland. It's like a village. Oh, I know that. 
So being creative was never in the family. And also my friends weren't thinking like that. So I was never really into that. Mm-hmm. And then actually my best friend, Kwabena, shout out to Kwabena. Shout out. <laughs> he was the first person who kind of introduced me to, to all these stuff, like creating content. Because he was on Tumblr all the time and stuff. He was, he was that kind of guy was at home, you know, doing research, finding um, stuff that's inspirational for him. And then that kind of opened my mind to creativity. And then um, when I was young, I didn't dare to be... No, I, my, my, my looks were quite crazy, but there are a lot of things where I was ashamed of. Hmm. When I was... I. I remember when I had when when I was I think in my first first year of of high school I had like an agenda with with all hip hop artists like Lil Wayne and 50 Cent on it and it was like black and very gangster looking mm. and I really loved that agenda but I was so ashamed of me having this agenda I was always like I didn't want to put it out of my bag and show people I had this type of agenda because I didn't. Why was that? Was that just the vibe you got? I think, I think because yeah, there's certain, you know, in high school, everything is, 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 you know, you're ashamed of a lot of stuff and people have a certain expectation and you want to know this expectation and not what you want to do. So that's why the kind of like, Kept me, um, how do you say? Yeah, like like locked out. You feel like you yeah, locked me. Yeah, like a yeah pressure maybe. And then my best friend, when I think I was fifteen, when I met him, we started to hang out, and then it kind of opened my mind. And then I dared to to tell my parents, all right, I wanted to do fashion. Mm. Um. What was Back, that like? I thought, I thought, I thought I wanted to do fashion. Now, if I think <laughs> about it, I really. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how I started into fashion, actually. How, sorry, T. How did that conversation go with your parents when you said? Because if I hear you correctly, yeah, like when you was young, there was a lot of, um, I guess, not stereotypes, but like certain um, narratives pa- painted of you, where you said like you felt kind of embarrassed to take the the agenda of Lil Wayne and 50 Cent out, but then also you said your parents had a certain expectation of you as well, like what they wanted you to do career-wise. So how was it when you first had that confidence to go to your parents and say, yo, like, actually, I want to do fashion. Like, how did that conversation go? Because I can imagine that was pretty intimidating. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it, it kind of went slowly. It wasn't like, all right... We have to sit down and I'm going to tell them I want to do fashion. It wasn't like that. It was... That phased approach, you know. I had to I massage it in. <laughs> in a moment that... Because um, I remember we were looking at schools when I when I finished high school. Um, we went to uh, universities to look, all right, what do I want to do? And then I got so annoyed by all these studies... And if I'm annoyed and I kind of get into a discussion with my mom, I always dare to say all kinds of stuff. So it came actually in 
a conversation like that. So okay. when I'm, yeah, it was more when I was annoyed. I just dared to say like, right, I actually want to do fashion. And then I dared to kind of provoke my parents, you know, in these mm. kind of conversation. But it was okay. Like, they, was their response? like uh, they didn't ask move me or, or something. It's like, right. <laughs> It's, it's, and did your did your sister understand? Like, was she on your side, or what was her position? Oh yeah, my sister's like, um, yeah, we really grew up together, kind of as a as twins almost. So oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, so we so we knew everything from each other. She isn't like that. She is doing. Mm. Um, if you, the word the word if you if you work. As a nursery, as a nursery. Okay, oh, she's living yeah, her best cool. life. She's living her. Yeah. Yo, you know, certain times, yeah, because we got like three different nurseries on my road, yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, they're always on like the the ground level, like the pavement level. Yeah. So when you walk past them, and they're always like wide windows, completely you can completely see through. Bro, there's there's always like twenty kids that are yeah. probably two and below. Just running around, going crazy, 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 <laughs> and then there's just one person like just chasing around them, like trying to. <laughs> Anytime I see people, like I'm just like, yo, they must they gotta have hella energy to be doing this job. Where trust yeah. me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine myself in there, like you're allowing, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired, man. Are your kids, chill, chill. <laughs> I put that back. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting that you guys have completely different um, career paths too. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, basically everything kind of came on my path. Also, it's mad how um, I wouldn't say you stumbled across creativity, but it's so interesting how um, other people can have an impact on your journey. Because I don't know how you met your best friend or like what the initial contact point was, but the fact that you met that you met him and then he sort of inspired you you then sort of started thinking in a different space challenged your parents a bit and said no nah, like i want to go into a completely different field like how did you then sort of take those next steps to move in more into the creative world um well so i i i i studied fashion at omfi for one Ooh, year Okay. Yeah. Okay. And see, can you can you describe what Amphi is for the, for the, for the international listeners? For what Amphi is? Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically a fashion school here in Amsterdam, and people always have this stereotypical uh, opinion about Amphi. Which is um, there are a lot of you know that blonde type of girly girls who are all okay. yeah. living in the pipe here in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you have you heard about that before? Like the pipe girls. No. Educate us. Educate us. Educate us. It's like this 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 most stereotypical girl here in Amsterdam. It's like blonde and then. Wearing Dr. Martens and yeah, Rich Barons. And, and the you know, they are, they are fashion, but still it's the pipe. So it's, yeah, they think it's oh. fashion. It's still fashion. <laughs> I like them. Between the front of the shade. Shade. <laughs> a lot. I'm a lot. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot. <laughs> I have girls. No, it's 
I love five girls. <laughs> Had it here first, guys. <laughs> Breaking exclusive. Breaking exclusive. So do I. I mean, my mum's white, so I do as well. <laughs> oh, I missed a joke, fam. Oh, shit. It wasn't a joke. No. It was a, it was a statement. It was a statement. It's a factual but thought, statement. But I, I thought Tina said pipe, girls. Like the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the pipe. No, no, white. Oh, my days. I was like, raw. Uh, you did say the pipe, though. Yeah, oh, you did say the pipe. Oh, right? I thought you said I love white girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 shit. Yeah. 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 No, no, yeah, that's what I heard as well. I was like, wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're good then. What are we leaving this in? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, oh, no, no, we do. We do. And listen, here at our home, we love girls in the pipe and girls that are white. All in the world. <laughs> All inclusive. All inclusive. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, my days. So, so T, you study the Amphi. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you study the Amphi, and then what, what kind of um, path did you take from there? All right. Um, yeah, so I studied at Amphi, and then it was my first year actually being in Amsterdam also, like I, oh, wow. I, I went to Amsterdam and I went out and stuff, but not really had an Amsterdam life and met a lot of people. So um, there was a lot of distraction at the Amphi, you know, a lot of parties, yeah. beautiful people around me, fashionable people. And I was young. Everything was so cool. Mm. I wasn't really paying attention to studies and, I also kind of realized that I really didn't like the stuff that I needed to do and needed to learn. Mm-hmm. And it really not really, I didn't care about it too yeah. much. And then with one of the end projects I did, I made a film, a video. And that was actually when I realized I like to be more into making content and visuals and stuff. So I didn't I didn't pass also. I didn't pass Amphi, but also because I didn't really You weren't too bothered. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And Can then you tell us about the film though. Because like what was the project about? And what is the film that you produced? You had to make a dress out of you, you had to make an installation of a dress. And then I made a weird thing of wood, but I made like a video of a guy kind of hugging the wood. I can <laughs> I can tell you what, why I did that, to be honest. Yeah. But it was yeah. just Inspired. about the creating this stuff and, and doing something provocative and dark. Mm. Like that's that's what I was into back in the days. And, and then I quit that it- school. I had one question, but how does it feel when you like creating something and then have like someone judge it in like the the sense of like a school or be at school? Like, do you agree with that process of like someone else? Because I guess art is kind of subjective. So how did it feel like someone like judging your interpretation 
of a task? You know, is there such thing as something that's not right or wrong when it comes to creativity? Um, well, they, they gave feedback on the amount of research I did. And if okay. they didn't, if they, if, if my answer wasn't deep enough, they, I, I got bad feedback. So basically okay. it was more the research part and not really the outcome and if okay. it's beautiful or not. It's not about okay. that. Okay, but actually okay. I kind of, if, if I get feedback from clients, it kind of feels the same. It's kind of the same mm. type of feeling. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. I was talking to, I was yeah. talking to someone the other day about just like creativity and how your creativity creativity is something where you're you're most vulnerable in it. You're like making something out of nothing. Yeah. So it's basically you're putting your brain on show, like your thoughts on show for someone else, especially in a client perspective where you're doing it for someone else. You're showing them how you feel, what you think, like what's, mm. what's inside you. True. And then for them to do, for them to then say like, yeah, this ain't quite it. You're like, oh, but this was right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This, it is, felt my, this right. is my work. So I could imagine how like... <laughs> I came up with this. Yeah, bruv. Or yeah. I, can, I yeah. can imagine how that must feel um, to do that. Especially in that setting of a university or a school where typically mm. the people, um, yeah, they might have experience, but there's a huge uh, generational age gap as well. Mm. And it could be the case that they completely just misinterpret it. So I can yeah, imagine definitely. that in that environment, it must be um, quite a lot of tension between, especially this generation who completely back themselves and have yeah. completely new, fresh ideas versus uh, a professor or a teacher or someone who's grading who might not necessarily be in that world. So that's actually quite a good um, shout, to be honest. It's mm. a good question. Yeah, but the thing is, I think with teachers... When you're young, you believe what they are saying and you're kind of Facts. agreeing. That was my personality, at mm. least. No, but that's true. I think that's... Because then I wasn't... You you, you, were, you weren't developed yourself yeah. as well. Mm. So then you don't have an opinion like that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. Well, T, what did, um, what did your parents say about you failing, Amphi? Because I can imagine it, they, well, it took them some convincing for them to be like, yeah, okay, go do your thing. But then you failed. So like, how did they react to that? Well, yeah, that was kind of uh, fucked up, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they are disappointed. Yeah. But what they find more disappointing is the fact that I wanted to do something which is creative. I didn't want to do, like, communication, economics. Mm. I didn't want to do that. Mm. But to do a create creative study... You have to apply to an art school and do um, like a. I lost the word. Like, toelating in Dutch is like you have to. You have to. It's like be a project. Accepted. You have to be accepted. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, okay. Like a pre-entry thing or invited. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. Okay, okay. We had to do like all kinds of stuff before you can even get accepted, right? It's like the Soho House of Universities, where. 
Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, same thing. Like creating a book, right? Of yeah. the work you've done so that they can uh, accept you into the course or something. Yeah. Or do do some assignments. A lot yeah, of yeah, yeah. Classes, you, you have to, you get assignments and then you have to do it and then you have a conversation, an interview and then you get accepted. And because I, I didn't dare to tell my parents I didn't like MV, even though I knew it quite early after half a year, I already knew. Um, I kind of told them very, very last minute. And it was already, you know, in, in June, actually when I didn't, couldn't go to the second year anymore, I told them yeah. it was too late for a lot of studies to enroll. And then there was just one specific, for, for me, it was like, I don't, I don't care what I, um, what, what studies I'm, I'm going to do. I knew I had to study of my parents. I couldn't do a gap year because that wasn't an option. So it was like, right, either um, you're going to do communication or economics or you just, I don't know, I have to find, yeah. No, I didn't have an option. I had to do communication. So if I didn't pass MV and I couldn't enroll to another studies, I want to. So there was one specific studies, the only studies uh, which was still available to do this uh, pre-assignment yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was my only option. So I did that. And then I rolled, I actually rolled into film and visuals and... Uh, everything and my studies Amazing. called um, image and media technology at the art school of Utrecht. Amazing. Everything oh, wow. to deal with Amazing. moving visuals. Sick. And that's, and that's cool. kind of what you always wanted to to do, right? That's where you had like a little bit of a passion for. Mm. I was gonna say, yeah. Do you feel like you always subconsciously had that intrigue in your mind? Because even the the project you did for Amphi was like film related. Like, do you feel like you always had that sort of, yeah, that interest in you? Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I didn't, I wasn't aware of it. So it kind mm. for me, if I, if I look at it superficially, it's like everything just came on my path and I just did it, even though I didn't knew. Yeah. This was was that organically. That's yeah. That's but yeah, I think, I, I, yeah, I, I think... You know, I always liked moving visuals, but I think I didn't think of film like that. Like some people, they were born like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think so? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I've met some people like that, or have them because of the parents or something, and then they gonna yeah. do the same thing. I always feel like the best, the best people in their crafts usually the ones who like yeah they have like a natural knack for it but i don't think they know from their childhood they want to do this or they want to do that i feel like it takes a lot of trial and error usually within the creative framework or the yeah, creative world yeah. and they like no nah, that like, this is my speciality so i think it, i think it can go both ways to be honest that's no no for sure that's definitely sure. fair i'm actually kind of curious how you guys rolled into it also um widen is also content right it's also mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, you Widen's. Know. Widen's probably what the the biggest independent advertising talk agency in the world. Talk, man. <laughs> um, but I I worked at a, a company called RGA in London, which was a digital content uh, creation team as well. But they did like end to end stuff. But I was never really 
I never like studied to go to creativity or, mm. or into the creative industry. I've always been creative. So um, I used to play football when I was really young until I was like 19 and then studied sports science at university uh, and got into what I was doing kind of because I had an interest in digital marketing and social media. And then it kind of grew into like being um, exposed to creative things whilst I was there. And then it was almost triggering things that I had from way back in my youth where it was like, oh, this is, this is interesting. I want to get involved in that. And like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it naturally came about because I've always sung, I've always written, but like being able to be like exposed to creatives all the time, you're like, oh, okay, this is the field Mm -hmm. that I kind of want to be in. So, you know what? Yeah. I feel like um, you can look at it from both ends of the spectrum because like you said to you, you can be, you're born into it. You're already sort of like thrown into that world, kind of the opposite of how you were, where your parents expected like certain things of you. There's a lot of people who were born into that, those worlds and their parents expect them to go straight into that creative industry. But then on the flip side, I think all of us and like just hearing how you grew up to that sometimes when you're, you don't have much around you, you kind of have to create and you kind of have to, um, you know, do things out of the box and that starts you being creative right and I think for me that sort of creativity and for everyone I think that creativity has always sort of been within us but we never really acknowledged it mm. you know and yeah I think, it comes out later yeah like subconsciously even with you around like filmmaking and stuff like that like creativity is all around us and it's because we're forced to be creative from a very young age because of that's our true. environments that's true and I feel like um naturally everyone sort of falls down the path they're supposed to but it's because they always had this thing in their mind. I, I had a, when he said that, I've just got a perfect like nugget to say that. I said, like, I say, crave creativity for us is a mindset, whereas for others, it's a vocation. And I think that's a key difference. Mm-hmm. Very true. But, yeah. But then, um, so, so Trinitan, having been awakened through like film um, and then developing there, how did you then go on to meet um, like Aki and them lot and then eventually? go on to like another culture how did that what was the transition from okay cool you started film you're you're into it and then where did all these guys come into your life and then how did you guys end up at your own agency another culture um yeah so well let me say i think i think it was five years ago around five years ago i actually met aki on a festival and he came up to me and I was like he was like yo you look nice and then we just started <laughs> talking and before that I met some other guys also in the club because that's that's what happens right in Amsterdam like yeah. you meet people yeah. during, during socially like out and about in it Mm. Yeah, connect because on a party you really connect on a private mm. level and not really mm. on you know the corporate level. F- 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 yeah, fake stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I met some other guys before before I met Aki, and then um, I met Aki at that festival, and then we just started talking on the festival, and it was you know, the energy was good. And then I just saw them um, 
saw them many times. And then I hung out with them. I started hanging out with them because also they, they lived quite uh, near my place. And then I just have to think about it. Because we just started hanging out and they obviously, Allah's lifestyle already, already um, existed. Existed indeed. And then because I was always there, I just became part of Allah's lifestyle. And obviously I did stuff with, uh, with film and everything. And then I just wanted to, you know, they had songs and I just said, mm. all right, I want to do video clips. I want to do mm. some video clips on this song and I just want to, you know, be creative and make my own content and blah, blah, blah. And then they were all fine. I did a production for a video clip and that was actually also my first big or not big, but like bigger productions, more serious productions I did. Uh, which one Which one which was, was that? It? Which song was that? It's Dreams, FNMLS. Nice. Like Aki and, Aki and Sam. Hey, Together with Rolf. Man like Naka. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we dope. I just invited a lot of nice or five nice girls on Hula. <laughs> From the pipe. Nice. From, the way you the, said the nice. Ones. From the pipe. <laughs> From the pipe. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, they kind of look like that though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. But um yeah, and then and then it just rolled and we already had like some ideas to to start something like the content part of Allah's lifestyle. But then at some some point I just um uh, um I didn't saw them a lot anymore because I also mm-hmm. needed to uh, finish my graduate and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't there too much. And then Another Culture actually came. So I'm not a founder of Another Culture. Mm. I'm just the face of Another Culture. They want me to brand <laughs> Another Culture. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously also because I take lead in everything. Mm. And then actually, I believe... Um, I believe Marika was the person who actually told them, like, yo, listen... If you guys want to be serious and make something out of this agency, you have to involve Twina. Marika, man. Yeah, yeah. Marika's good at connecting. Yeah. She's good at connecting. And then uh, I took over. I was like, all right, these these guys, I need to, I need to do something. So, so my question for you, my question for you is then obviously you've got all these creative guys, and because it's it's mostly guys as well. How do you stay on top of, like, the creative and make sure that things happen at the right time or, you know, things come out the way they're supposed to. Because I imagine, like, within the whole crew, there's all different ideas, people, different types of working styles, and you've kind of got to blend all of this into, like, one one unit that's going to work well. How did, how did you find that process? You mean connecting everyone? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, when you're working with, like, Aki or Narco or Sam or, or whoever it may be, like, everybody has all their own individual ideas, different ways of working. But how do you combine everything into, like, one so it's kind of smooth? Well, actually, because um, I, I actually, 
took lead in everything. So if it's about <laughs> creating stuff and 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 think about you know the concept and stuff, I know right. I have to be with Aki to do this, mm-hmm. and then we're just gonna do it together. So mm-hmm. all the others aren't actually involved in creating unless we're like all right, let's sit down with all of us and then we're gonna think about it and then we all come up by by brainstorming. Yeah, uh, we, we come up um, with some one plan. It's not like all right, everyone has a different different opinion and different. Um, okay. No, it never happened like that. So I'm. I don't know how the process is going to be, if that's going to be the case. But I think because we all rolled into um, into a certain role we are having right now, it wouldn't happen. I think it wouldn't happen. Mm. So, so it kind just of sounds nice. fluid, man. It sounds so fluid and like just so um, organic, which I think is beautiful. And like even just how you landed there, the fact that you basically just, like Marika just said, you need to take over like it seems as though things have really just kind of worked in your favor like even though you had a bit of a tough journey at first with being able to really express your creativity to then you know like sort of transitioning more into film and visuals and then having first of all even just the way you met Aki and the guys was completely off the cuff that was completely random and now these are the people that you basically work in work with sorry day in day out and I feel like that's just that story is something so brilliantly Amsterdam. Like that, that shit for me only happens in Amsterdam. Like that would never mm. happen in London. It wouldn't really happen. Mm. Like from, from, from the environments I've been in, that, that stuff just doesn't happen. And it just feels like um, everything that you've experienced in the past and, and now what you're doing has just been like a real smooth, organic, natural journey. And now you're basically running shit at <laughs> another <laughs> culture, which is dope. Mm. Mm. Now, I, I think yeah. like... I think for me, Tina, the last thing I wanted to kind of ask you is like, looking back at like all the stuff that you've created with another culture, what would you say what was the one thing that you say was like a personal highlight for you? And then why was it a highlight for you? It's actually the last one, to be honest, the blazer one. Yeah, yeah. Can you explain we, why? Because before, or actually I'm, I'm thinking about the commercial stuff now, because we've obviously yeah. often did our own stuff uh, for for all the artists uh, of all his lifestyle. And mm-hmm. that's more like a creative, nice, like you're you're happy when something is done because you're you know you created yourself. Yeah. Right. So it's a little bit different. But on the commercial side, the 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 blazer one, the last one, is the one which is definitely a highlight for me right now because uh, before we always got a brief and already like a, a a plan which is actually already there and you just need to fill it fill it yeah. with your ideas or how you're gonna make it into content right and with this one blazer it was all blank we just had a certain direction and then we came up like with with a full. An, an activation and and you know also the the content yeah we just we just it was all blank before yeah. and so that's, that's why that's rare. a highlight for me also how this activation is going to roll out I'm very curious um, 
because then it's just like everything comes out of your own yeah. you know ideas and, and hands and yeah so it's like the first project where you got to basically replicate what you do on the musical side of things but yeah. commercially because like you say you with the music, it's kind of you starting from a blank canvas and making it in your own. And then this um, campaign with Blazer felt like that, basically, because you got to start from a blank canvas. Yeah, everything is your own, you know. Yeah. And yeah. with other projects, you already had a brief and it was already set up. So, and it kind of stifles your creativity because you kind of... Already, well, not stifles, but it just kind of really na- na- narrows it down for you. Yeah. Mm. And then yeah. um, where would you, what is one thing that you haven't yet done that you'd like to do? So like, what would be your dream project of the future? Like you say, if you could pick a project to do in the future, what would that be? Make, make, a, make a movie. Like it. <laughs> Definitely make a, make a movie. Feature or a short film? Starting with a short film and see if I actually really like it because I don't know yet. But... Um, yeah, a feature film world, it would be cool. You guys know uh, Gaspar Noé? No. No, no. Film. No. Educate. Oh, yeah, he's making crazy stuff. It's, really? It's a, it's a guy who makes stuff about... It's, it's a, lot of, a lot of drugs is involved always with every movie. Yeah. And how he's making stuff is so cool. Yeah, if you don't know, I can... Really talk yeah, send us, yeah, yeah, send us a send link. Us some stuff. Send us some stuff. That we yeah. And he's like, a, it's a feature film. It's like a, yeah, a feature film. Okay. Yeah, he's really cool. And it's what I love, would love to do at some point. What would you base your film around? Well, actually, I'm working on a short film for quite a while now. It's, it's already, <laughs> I, I believe it's like three years ago when I actually started um and a short film about uh a homosexual gay thug <laughs> okay i like the direction so um moon, moon, like moonlight is that moonlight? yeah but yeah the thing is i had this idea before moonlight even mm. came out oh so that's why it's like shit it is actually <laughs> but yeah it's 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 kind of the same but also different this is guy uh, in the film, it's about a guy who lives in in, in an environment in in a in kind of like a street environment where being gay is not really accepted, and he 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 went to um, like how he how he ended up being on the streets is because he was uh, sexually abused by his uh, mom in the past, mm. like a whole. Wow, kind of fucked up story, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I was I I started working on this film, but then I kind of lost the passion for it, mm-hmm. and also another culture came on my path. So, um, that's something which got my attention a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I made a trailer though. Send it to us after. Yeah, send that to us. Send that to us. Yeah, it's just it's just a trailer uh, of the short film, but. Yeah, it'd be dope yeah, to see. I, I will. I will. Yeah. Nah, Tuna, no, thank you. Thank you so much. I think I learned like so much about you, so much about your journey and a little bit about where you're going. So I know like kind of you're into kind of surprising people. Um, 
I had know a little bit about your punk kind of rock kind of edge to it. Like you'd like to do stuff which is a little bit edgy, uh, which was dope to know about because like, I didn't know that, that about you. And I also didn't know how you met Aki and, and everybody else. So that was kind of a nice story. But That's like it's been a festival. Exactly. And then shout out to the, the, the Pipe Girls as well. We're critical on this journey. The pipe and the white girls. Inclusive. Inclusive. But uh, thank you so much for joining the show. And then I think I'm going to try and do the outro today, which is going to be interesting. Go on, my G. Uh, thank you guys as well. Yes, no, yes. No thank you. Thanks for inviting. You've been listening to the Alphone Podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners living and working That's in the Amsterdam. Intro. Huh? I'm not even saying the outro. Okay, you do the answer. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, Steve. Yeah, but would that have a podcast oh, oh, with your oh, boys? Oh wait, go on. Yeah. Go on, do your yeah, thing, bro. That's it. <laughs> You've been, you been listening to the yeah, phone podcast with your boys, Kieran, Yaf, Stephen, Kwame, and we were joined today by the lovely Tweena of Another Culture. Boop. Jeez! Thank you so <laughs> yeah, yeah, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you London boys are crazy. Hey, come on! <laughs> Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.